You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're live. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. All right, it is time for happy hour. It's the Man Cave Happy Hour, Whiskey Cigar Spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Well, I'm Matt Fox, still am Matt Fox, yes. <laughs> always, always, always the Matt Fox. Always Matt Fox. <laughs> and uh, Matt, a special Man Cave uh, Happy Hour today. Uh, yeah. I like things to be evergreen, but uh, celebrating because uh, one of our favorite things, uh, bourbon. <laughs> and it's yes. National Bourbon Day. Yay! National so June, June 14th, we're recording this on June 14th. It is National Bourbon Day. Uh, having some fun on live Facebook. And uh, if we're doing bourbon, we got to go to Kentucky and we got to tag in uh, our friends, uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Boys and Girls. Uh, <laughs> helping us out today, celebrating uh, National Bourbon Day. And uh, Tim and Laura are with us from uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Boys, and uh, things are getting a little back to normal uh, everywhere, and uh, the trail's opening up a little bit. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of inquiries, a lot of people looking to get back out there. Uh, I think the first few calls we had were some, from some healthcare professionals ready to just get out and see something different, and they said, we don't even care what's open. We'll be... Uh, down for whatever we just want to get a change of scenery so mm -hmm. definitely seeing a lot of people just kind of wanting to get out and about yeah, yeah. so it is, it is nice things are getting back to a little bit of normalcy we're still all recording from our kitchens though and uh, we'll be back in the podcast Detroit studios before we know it uh, but uh, yeah so the plan for today National Bourbon Day what we were going to do was um, everybody kind of pick a bourbon that uh, is a favorite or something they really like and uh, just kind of say why, what they like about it, right? And so uh, I was kind of thinking about it. So I was thinking about what bourbon would I pick? I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's do something classic. Let's do a classic one. I'm like, all right, so what is the oldest distillery in the United States? And I tried to look that up. And apparently there is no answer to that question. <laughs> um, yeah, that is almost an unanswerable question. There, there is, there, there's a lot of debate about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing. So, uh, there, there, there are about 10 distilleries, uh, that have a very long heritage. Um, and so it's, 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 it, depending on how you count it and, and where you count it and, and, uh, you know, is it continuous? Is it one family? Is it one corp company? Is it, uh, one name? And there's so many, you know, people, claim, but there's 10 like very heritage uh, uh, distilleries. Uh, so some of the, some of the oldest ones uh, in the States, um, Buffalo Trace, uh, one of my favorites, one of my absolute favorites. And actually Buffalo Trace this year was named distillery of the year, right? Did you guys hear about that? So um, that's always good. That's one of my, my standbys. Uh, Burke's distillery. Well, Buffalo Trace, where's the story on Buffalo Trace? 1755. Um, thought the oldest remaining building on the site, uh, it, the, 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 it, uh, 1792 is the oldest remaining building uh, in, in the, the Buffalo Trace uh, uh, facility there. So um, 
1755, uh, Burke's Distillery, uh, famous for, Matt, do you know what Burke's is famous for? How do you spell Burke's? B-E-R-K-S? <laughs> so you spell it Maker's Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's a trick question, Matt. I'm being mean for, for no apparent reason. But, uh, so, yeah, that one going back to uh, 1773. Um, and it's, it is the one that's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Record as the oldest bourbon distillery in the world. Um, it's in, it became a national landmark in 1980. Um, and it was the first distillery in the U.S., to be given the, the status of a, a, a national historic landmark. Uh, others have been given the, that, that uh, honor since, but it was the first one back in 1980 to be a historic landmark. Uh, Corsair, uh, two distilleries. Uh, there's one in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, and then the Pushing Brothers in 1921. They have their tasting rooms and gift shops open up back then. So that's been around for a long time. Uh, George Washington, the Mount Vernon Distillery. Mm -hmm. So that's an old one, 1797, really? going back uh, on his Scottish plantation there. Uh, his Scottish plantation manager, James Anderson, uh, he said, let me build you a distillery. So it's like uh, Washington started making spirits. Uh, High West Distillery. I don't is, remember seeing the, I, going back. I don't remember seeing the uh, distillery there. Yeah, yeah. you because you you spent you spent time in in DC, right? Yeah, but I don't remember seeing a distillery fairly, on his fairly plantation. New. It's fairly mm -hmm. new. It? Yeah, well, you know, if you did the tour, you know where the corn crib is down there. I believe yeah. they built it down that way and then started making or releasing the George Washington Mount Vernon bourbon just a couple of years ago. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is going back to the 80s when I lived in oh, yeah. At that. <laughs> All right. So High West Distillery, uh, going back to in Utah, first uh, the first uh, legal distillery in Utah in 1870. And then uh, Jack Daniels, right? One of the standards. Um, 1884. Hmm. Uh, no, it's present location in 1884. When did it start? Uh, I don't know. But Jack Daniels, that's one of the old contenders as well. Uh, Montgomery Distillery, that's another one of the old ones, and Old Prentice, uh, St. George Spirits, and Tolith, Tolith Town, is that uh, Gristmill Lane Distillery, is about 220 years old. So uh, there's some old ones um, out there. How many of those old ones are on the, 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 the hit list for the Kentucky Bourbon Boys when you're taking people around? <laughs> All of them? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Buffalo Chase and Burks, which is uh, Makers, but then you got Beam in there too. It's, yeah, Beam's been around forever, and the, I think there's a Beam working at every distillery in Kentucky. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, there's just uh, they all argue over who's the oldest, right? <laughs> you know, Elijah Craig has a claim to be the oldest too, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, Heaven Hill makes that so. Mm -hmm. um, there's just uh, nobody really knows. That was going to be one of my. That was going to be one of my guesses. Was uh, one of my. Well, one of my choices for today was the uh, Elijah Craig because I I, I love I love that one too. <laughs> so so many things to 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 choose from. Uh, but Tim, put you on the spot. Um, what? Uh, we, so do you have a favorite? Uh, and did you have a favorite? Because I said if you have a favorite. Uh, what's your absolute favorite? And then what's the absolute favorite that you have on hand? <laughs> so well, uh, my absolute favorite is Elmer T. Lee. 
Okay. Okay, and that's uh, Buffalo Trace, and he was a master distiller um, a good while ago, and they they made a mash bill in his honor, and it's so hard to find, and it's so excellent. Um, it's just impossible now to find it. So I have one unopened bottle, and I'm afraid to open it. <laughs> I don't know what will happen. So that one is in the shelf over there, but uh, I'm just – avoiding it and as long as I can to actually okay. find another bottle. So uh, right now in my glass, I've got four roses, single barrel. And I think Ooh. Matt, you were holding up a four roses bottle, weren't you? That's, that's, uh, that's where I'm going today. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> you know, the small batch is great. And the yeah. single barrel is excellent. Yeah. No, even four roses, they were talking about, you know, they, they claim that they started uh, in the 1860s themselves. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Paul W. Jones, I believe, uh, or Paul Jones Jr. Sorry, Paul Jones Jr. He uh, was selling whiskey and tobacco in Louisville, mm-hmm. in Kentucky, and um, he created, trademarked the brand Four Roses. And I guess there was somebody with the last name of Rose that started the business. So that's where the branding comes from with Rose. Yeah. So fun stuff. So, so that, um, you know, there's a lot of stories about where Four Roses came from, and there's a mm-hmm. uh, a love story involved there and a couple of other stories. And again, we don't really know, but you know, I just saw the two days ago, uh, there's new distillery being built uh, down near Lebanon, Kentucky, and it's the Dant family distillery really? and JW Dant. It's called log still um, <laughs> distillery. And it's because JW Dant uh, came up with the idea that, you know, back in the day, they used what they had, and he hollowed out a log and used that to uh, let his mash ferment and then put it into his still. And so, hence the name of that distillery now is Log Still. And dance in our family line. So, my mother's great-great-grandfather was J.W.'s brother, J.B. Oh, okay. J.B. Oh. was at Gethsemane Distillery, not far from Bardstown. And uh, their premium bourbon was Yellowstone. So that has come back now, and they make that at Limestone Branch Distillery in Lebanon. And that's a bean, couple of Bean Brothers there that that run that place. Mm-hmm. And their grandmother was a dance. So they've got a big display about the Dan family, and then another one all about the beans in their distillery. So it's pretty cool to see that old name coming back mm-hmm. being made there. Yeah. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. So Yellowstone, Matt, have we done Yellowstone? I just, uh, I know I've seen it. We have not done it yet. We have seen it at a few uh, spots that we've been to, but we have not done Yellowstone yet. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So I, I like the the bottles that they're bringing back because we're going to talk about a, a, a comeback uh, <laughs> over, here, over here with the old scout uh, yeah. momentarily. But uh, all right. So, uh, well, there you go. So first one up there, four roses, which, which four roses in particular is that? Mine is a, There's a single barrel. Yeah. Okay. So cheers. Yeah, yeah, Tim has a single barrel. Cheers, Tim. Happy perfect day. I like that. Matt, you've got the uh, small batch. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all. Yes. I have myself. the small batch. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Laura, what about you? What uh, what is your favorite, and what was your favorite on hand? So my, I like to think my palate has refined itself since we've started the business. At the beginning, I was 
Larceny was a favorite, which it's still a good mixing bourbon. And I think I mix that a lot more than anything else, but um, have just kind of branched out and started trying different things. And um, as we kind of explored the trail, getting ready to start the business and scent, I've, I've got a couple of favorites. Um, both I have on hand, but one I'm drinking tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Woodford Double Oaked is current mm-hmm. first place. Um, get that whenever I can. Yep. It's just so smooth and it's, a, I'm, I'm more of the sweet bourbon type drinker and some of the, sometimes the fire gets me. So that's a good one for that. Um, but tonight I'm drinking um, Blade and Bow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a somewhat newer, is it not? Is that a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they make it uh, out of Bullet Stitzel Weller here in town. Um, and so when you go through their tours over there, you do... Um, you taste the different bullet, the bullet tenure, the rye, um, I.W. Harper, and then you get uh, Blade and Bow as well. Wow. And it's, it's one of my favorites currently. I like it. Well, there you go. So, hey, cheers to uh, the blade and bow. Yeah, Where that's we something we, have, we haven't done the blade cheers. and bow yet either. That's so. another. Is our list is growing. It's uh, <laughs> it keeps we, we're kind of longer. Things we got to do. <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about the history. There's um, a lot of history at uh, at that distillery, at that Stitzel Weller Distillery, and they actually recently just opened um, a tour that they do where you can kind of go in and see. The original still house from 1930s oh nice and they've glassed off part of the wall so you can see where like i think there was one day they got kind of snowed in and they drew a line of how high the snow was and wrote on the walls and then wrote different parts of the recipe on the wall and stuff and it's really cool nice i like that um yeah so that so the the blade and bow the parent company on that again is a bullet okay so all right and that's part of when you guys, uh, when you take somebody over to Bullets, uh, what kind of experience uh, is somebody going to have if they wanted to go on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and when they get to uh, the Bullet? I know I, the, what Buffalo Trace is, is big. They got a lot of stuff going on. But what's, what's happening over at Bullet? Well, there's, actually, there's actually two. Okay. Dad, if you want to take that. Well, the main thing about uh, Bullets Titsa Weller is it opened or reopened in 1935. Mm-hmm. Um, on Derby Day, and that's one of the stories you hear as soon as you pull in. Um, and I tell people, if they want to go to a distillery in Louisville, that's the only one you can go in a Rick House. Mm-hmm. So the rest of them don't have the Rick Houses on site. Oh. But, but this one is on the west side of town, and when you pull in, you don't even know you're in the city. Mm-hmm. And it looks and feels just like you're out in the state at one of the old main distilleries. There are Rick Houses everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really a beautiful setting, and the, the visitor center is really nice. They've done a super job on it. But the most, I think, the coolest thing for me when you pull in is there's a guardhouse, mm-hmm. and the gate's down, and this this little guy comes out and, and greets you. And I, do you know who he is, Jamie? No, no, I just no. Oh man, it sounds fabulous. Oh, you meet, <laughs> meet Perry. Yeah, and Perry is. Uh, he worked there forty. The 40 plus years at that distillery and um, retired, but still comes in every day and greets every visitor oh. at the guardhouse. And he tells a little story and introduces himself, asks the guests where they're from. Um, 
tells them a few tips about things and then says, if you get bored with the tour, come down here and see me and I'll tell you some real stories. <laughs> and when we do a tour there, I go down and hang out in the shack with Perry because he can tell stories all month. Yeah. yeah we, it's a, it's a little bit of a rite of passage. All our guys go get selfies with him. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> when, we, when we go down there. So yeah, he's a great dude. He's the best part about it. Oh, See. And then Bullet Distilling actually opened another distillery out in Shelbyville last year. Yeah, I think it was. That's um, that's been blowing up. Oh, they're growing. Yeah. Well, and that's, they're owned by Diageo now, so there's a huge production facility mm -hmm. out there, mm -hmm. um, and they've moved a lot of the production out of the Stitzel Weller plant, and they're doing experimental and really small batch bourbons there now. So when you see it, it's a very different tour from what it was just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just a lot of history. I mean, Pappy worked there and he was the master distiller there for a long time. And mm -hmm. Perry tells stories about Pappy. Mm -hmm. And so it's just fascinating to, to hear his stories. That's mm. great. That, that's, what, that's what we need. These are, see, these are making notes because these are the things that when we come down, mm -hmm. so Bullet <laughs> will definitely be, uh, <laughs> be, on, our, be on our list. <laughs> Well, I was in there with uh, with Perry one day, and one of the other guys working there said, tell him what you did in the war. And Perry didn't really want to tell me. Mm. So I asked him, and he said, well, I was a pilot in Vietnam. Oh. I said, oh, you were? And I said, what did you fly? And he said, everything. And I said, really? And he's, the guy said, yeah, tell him who you flew. And he said, well, I was General Westmoreland's pilot. Oh, Wow. And so he said he'd come in and wherever he wanted to go, that's where I took him. And so he's from uh, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, right down the road from Wild Turkey. Oh. And um, worked with Pappy at Stitzel Weller all those years and then went to Vietnam and served his country and flew Westmoreland. Mm -hmm. So he's got tons of fascinating stories. Yeah, he's on the list of people we're going to introduce y'all to when you come visit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jay, we got we got to put our calendars together because I know. we just have to. It's kind of got a week at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm off for the summer, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's game on. I'm staring at you, Mr. Flanagan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are you like what are it. you drink what are you drinking on this evening, uh, Jamie? Oh, well, see, I was so torn, right? I wanted to go with, and I figured, all right, I'll go with something. I'll go with something classic. Um, and, and one of the first bourbons that I, I really, really enjoyed uh, was Buffalo Trace. And it's, I, I go to it all the time. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's that a seems standard. To, that seems to be your daily drinker. Almost. Yeah, it's a standard on the, on the shelf. And so that's, I, I kind of just wanted to go there. Um, it just, ah, it's just, uh, it's good stuff. And then like Eagle Rare, um, cool. supposed to be a step up. I actually like Buffalo Trace. And again, it's, it's, it's what you like personally. I like the Buffalo Trace over the Eagle Rare. It edges it out for me, even though it's, it's a little higher price tag on the Eagle Rare. Um, I don't know why, but it's just, uh, I just, uh, maybe it's, you know, because I, I we hung out with the hockey dads, and it was it was a hockey dad thing. Uh, mm -hmm. When my boy, he's like wrapping up college now, but when he was in high school and younger than that, uh, so the hockey dads uh, at the Buffalo Trace would kind of be the thing uh, in between periods, running out to the car for a, a quick uh, intermission. <laughs> the dads were uh, dads were out there, uh, and that was kind of one of the one of the ones we picked up on. Uh, cool. And so I maybe it's maybe it's part of that nostalgia and that fun 
of it. Um, but I, I picked that today because it was always a good uh, celebratory one. And if we're celebrating National Bourbon Day, I want to celebrate with a, a tried and true friend and one of the classic ones, right? Because again, it could be one of, could be one of the oldest distilleries. It is one of the oldest, could be the oldest, uh, depending on how you look at it. So that's, uh, I went with the Buffalo Trace. And I, I just like it. It's not, not too sweet, not too overpowering. It's a great drink. And it's good just like you're doing it there on ice or neat or in a good cocktail. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, I'm going to go back a little bit. We did one, uh, one man cave. We were at a chili cook-off yes. and uh, Jamie had the Buffalo Trace. and We actually made a mixed drink with the Buffalo Trace and had it with the chili because it mixed so incredibly well. It was yeah. really odd how, it, how that worked out. But that, you know, that, that's where my mind goes to when I think about Buffalo Trace is that experience I had with food. So anytime I have Buffalo Trace, for some reason, I want to have chili at the same That's time. Chili. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a nice cocktail. So it was just, uh, it was just club soda mm-hmm. uh, and then the Buffalo Trace and then uh, uh, lime. Li- li- lime, lime, lemon, lemon. We did a lemon. lemon. We did lemon. Le- yeah, lemon. Well, we just were seeing something the other day. That's what they used to call a highball. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget what the, cause we, it was, it was a summertime event. Uh, it was, a, well, late summer, early fall mm-hmm. for this chili cook off. And, uh, but it was a nice day and we were outside. And so we wanted to do a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we looked that one up and then that was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So it was yeah. the rock, rock, a bully chili cook off. Rock, a bully chili cook off. Yeah. The yeah. Detroit bulldog rescue. We do uh, an event with them every year, helping yeah. raise money for uh, bulldog rescues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause each bulldog that comes in, the bulldogs are so uh, they, they, they need a lot of uh, TLC and medical attention uh, and most of them have some sort of respiratory issue mm-hmm. so uh yeah so it's like every bulldog that comes in the rescue it faces like at least six hundred dollars in medical bills just to get it to a point where it can be adopted out or fostered out so yep. uh, we like to try to help them out when we can um so yeah we that's coming up again soon uh yes, the, yeah, yeah so the cook-off is coming up again soon we're probably going to do it um at our podcast studios in the the hangar there in Northville. Good, good. Um, That's so, where it yeah. should always be. So yes, we're looking forward to, to getting back <laughs> into the the podcast Detroit Studios Northville uh, and doing that. But my favorite, the one of the favorite, because I've had a lot, but uh, one of my favorites that I've had was an Elijah Craig, but it was a, a store pick and it was barrel proof, mm. um, and it was just it was so good. So I, I really like Elijah Elijah Craig is one of the ones that I'll do on the regular. Uh, but that, that, that store pick and that barrel proof, that's the kind of the, the ups and downs with, with the store, the store picks, um, and special. Cause once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of, it's like, Oh my God, yes, that was magic. It's like, well, that magic is gone. Um, <laughs> You know, and you can, they can try to replicate it. It's like, okay, well, we did it, and we did this stave, this stave, this stave, and, you know, it, when they do their pick, and you could try to replicate it, but it's, it's – I don't know if it would ever be quite the, the, the same. Right. Um, the, the, there's a lot of barrel picks uh, I've noticed with the, the Woodford Reserve, the Double Oaked. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much almost every store I go into, even our, our big chain grocery store here in Michigan is Kroger. Mm-hmm. Matt, what do you like to call them? Oh, the K Roger. Yeah. K Roger. Yeah. yeah. Kroger. Um, do you guys have Kroger down by you? Is it Kroger? Okay. So, um, the the Kroger's, our Kroger's have really up their, their spirit game and the, in the bourbon and the whiskey game. Uh, and they do barrel picks. And so the Kroger has, uh, even has the, their own store pick of the, uh, Woodford, uh, double oaked. We have not Um, seen that here. 
Um, they've got plenty of bourbons, but I haven't seen a store pick for anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, all, all of yeah, our Kroger's, and uh, yeah. Well, I'm in a I'm in a fancy pants kind of neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I, Matt and I live in the snotty part of town. Um, well, I'm on the other side of the track, so he's on the hoity-toity <laughs> part. Oh, okay. I'm in the really snotty part of town. <laughs> he's in the kind of snotty party t- part of town. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, so that's yeah, that's uh, that was that was one of my my absolute favorite of all time was that single barrel barrel proof Elijah Craig. Uh, it was uh, from this uh, the, one of our, our good good friend Tony. Uh, Tony, but two at the the wine garden. Wine garden, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They he does he does a ton of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, big Tony, and he's like this tall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's amazing, but he's an amazing he's an amazing human being, uh, and and he does great picks. So yeah, that was my one of my favorite of all time. So what about you, Matthew? Oh well, hey, cheers, right? We didn't cheers. Yeah. Cheers, cheers up cheers. to the uh, Buffalo Trace. Yeah, absolutely. And my mom's watching me. Everybody say hi to my mom. Say hi, hi mom. mom. <laughs> She's only fallen asleep twice. Oh, There's no pressure. What's your favorite bourbon? Yeah, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's mom? What's your what's your favorite bourbon? She's a killer at Texas Hold'em poker. But uh, are you a bourbon mom? Do you like? Uh, <laughs> well, I would never say no to it. <laughs> uh, mom's more into the more into the wines and the the, the vodka drinks with Colleen. Um, so there we go. Well, when I, 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 you reminded me talking about that Elijah Craig. Uh, one time, I had a bottle of seventeen ninety two from mm. Mark, yeah. and I opened it, poured it, and took a drink, and just stopped and did a just stopped in my tracks and it was it was like somebody put a drop of honey in it <laughs> and it was the best bottle of bourbon i've ever had or tasted and i didn't track down the lot number or anything to see if i could get more bottles of it and i wish i had because it was unbelievable how good it was and one <laughs> of the smoothest nicest bourbons that i've ever tasted so it was and i haven't had anything close to it since and the 1792 is good but never had a bottle like that one so was it just something off the shelf or was it a special it's off the shelf right oh okay but yeah yeah and they do they do sometimes have a, a different uh profile depending on the time of year and the Which, you know the past the cows and the past winter and right. yeah you will you'll get some variations um yeah that's interesting so 1792 and it's a that's a reasonably priced uh bottle usually that's uh, you know. They've really added to their line. I've got one here. It's a. It's called a, their sweet wheat. Mm. Sweet wheat. Mm-hmm. Fine. So mm-hmm. wheat bourbon, and it's it's excellent. I've got about half of it left. I'm really <laughs> that one along. Yep. But they're foolproof, and their bottle and bond are really good. I, a lot of people argue that the bottle and bond is the best one of the batch. So it's they've really come out with some really nice new expressions. We're waiting for the Rickhouse Collapse bottle. Yeah. To come out yet, but we figure it'll be sometime soon. It'll be pricey. Is there is there is there one in the works? Uh, there's bound to be. I mean, yeah. opportunity they can't pass up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Salvaged from the pond. <laughs> Drink it if you dare. Exactly. <laughs> it's got to be. I can see the stickers now, right? You can, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so Buffalo Trace, actually, because it is, it is, you know, a staple. It's a standard, but it's been hard to find in Michigan lately. Um, it was sold out because of the during the the, the pandemic. You know, store shelves are empty and distribution being messed up. 
so just a standard Buffalo Trace. Um, I was talking to the guy at Kroger and I was like standing there looking at the bourbon section and he's like, can I help you with anything? I go, yeah, just, you know, load it all in the cart. Let me, let's, let's go. And uh, he's like, he's like, I go, ah, just looking for something unique maybe. And he's like, well, this is unique. And they pointed out the Woodford Double Oak that they had. Uh, and there was another one. Ah, oh, crap. I forget what it was. But uh, he said, these are two new and they're two new things. Uh, and he goes, and he goes, we have Buffalo Trace in. He goes, we haven't had it uh, in a month and a half. Um, he goes, we haven't, he goes, he goes, we just haven't, uh, haven't gotten a delivery of it, uh, any of our stores. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, it was just, uh, just the, the demand. And he goes, he goes, there's no, I go, well, what was the problem? He's like, oh, there's no rhyme or reason to it really. Uh, it's just, you know, they weren't, uh, they didn't have the cases to give to us, so we didn't get it. So, um, yeah, so it's been hard to find in, in Michigan. So I, I was actually out. That's I had to go. I had to go buy a new bottle. So I was glad. Uh, and they didn't have it. I was at Kroger picking up uh, kebabs to do for mom. Mm -hmm. She just got back from Florida. So we had her over and uh, they didn't have it at Kroger. So I had to go down to our buddy at Keiko's Market and pick it up. Uh, our friend uh, Joe Keiko's at Keiko's Market. We had to get it. I had to get it from him. So, yeah, because he always has has something there. He's always got something. Amazing. He's got something. Yeah. I got he's I got something amazing from him that I'm going to talk about after right. Matt tells us what's in his glass. Well, we had talked about it earlier. I, I I one of my favorites, and there's a reason why Four Roses is one of my favorites. It's one of my go tos, and I'm doing the small batch tonight. Mm -hmm. um, but anything Four Roses, the single barrel, just Four Roses by itself, the yellow label. You know, I actually enjoy most of the Four Roses that they bring out. But I have to share a story with you about Four Roses and myself and what happened in March of this year. Now, I told Mexico. you that story to tell you this story. To tell story. you this story. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I was in New Mexico on, on going for an annual ski trip. And we were supposed to be there from Saturday to a Saturday. It's like the last week of March. And we got there on Saturday all the way down to New Mexico. Uh, flew into Albuquerque. And on our way to the resort for the, for, uh, the ski resort, we stopped and we all got our groceries for the week. And I happened to pick up a bottle of Four Roses because that is one of my favorites. And get there, I crack it, I unpack, having a great time. Sunday morning, I'm on the go up onto the mountain for my first uh, run of the day, get down to the bottom. And one of our people that's on the trip, he says, hey, did you hear the rumor? They're shutting down today at five o'clock. <laughs> We'd only been skiing for half an hour and we just found out they were shutting the resort down and we were supposed to be there from Sunday, from Saturday to Saturday. So here I am with a full bottle of Four Roses that I have to finish because I'm <laughs> leaving it right. there at the condo. Right. So I, uh, I pretty much went around the entire trip, everyone that was on the trip and poured everybody a shot of Four Roses. Nice. So it's one of the things about bourbon is you, you want to share you know, with people. And mm -hmm. that's when the stories start to come out. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's all about the experience that you have while you're drinking it, not the, not what's always inside the bottle. It's just what's going on around you while you are drinking. Mm -hmm. it. So that's why I really gravitate towards the four roses mo more than anything else. Well, just I'm sure everybody was glad to see you coming around with the bottle sharing mm -hmm. it. Right? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but they're looking at me like, Hey, I got stuff I have to drink too. Here, have some mm -hmm. of mine. Here, right, have some of mine. So it, it, was, a party. <laughs> it, it was a messy Monday night, let me tell you, because <laughs> we all had to get up early Tuesday and nobody felt good on Tuesday morning. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Oh, it was fun it's funny it's, it's uh my mom just is she, she <laughs> i should set a mic up over by her but uh she handed me a note saying uh 
um, is four roses a bourbon. She couldn't, she can't hear it. I took the, I had the headphones off and blaring so she could hear it, but um, I put them back on uh, and so she could take a nap because <laughs> we're so exciting. No. As we had dinner, we fed her. She takes a nap. That's what happens. It's not the podcast, right? You didn't fall asleep on the podcast, right, Mom? Yeah? No. All right. But she, Matt, you were talking about your, your Four Roses, and she passed me a note. She says, is Four Roses a bourbon? Because my dad drank that often back in the 40s, wow. uh, throughout the 40s and the 50s. Uh, so, yes, it is a bourbon, Mother. It's, uh, and actually, because we all picked our own, uh, and that's the one Matt and, and Tim both picked uh, different variations of it, but they both picked a, a Four Roses, yes. That's very cool. So. Thanks for sharing. So, Jaji, uh, he was a Four Roses guy. Uh, I was too, too young to steal any off the shelf. So, uh, yeah. Um, I love it, but it is. It is it's, it's about, you know, sharing an experience. Uh, and and uh, National Bourbon Day, wherever anybody is, uh, it doesn't have to be National Bourbon Day. It's always National Bourbon Day if you got some bourbon in the cupboard. Uh, it's just a celebration of the, the community and the the uh you know togetherness that that people can share we appreciate you guys uh doing that and and hanging out no problem i wore my uh usa bourbon drinking team shirt as well <laughs> <laughs> like it. ready to go that's for sale where where can i go uh, the kentucky, <laughs> kentucky for kentucky a local company that does a lot of bourbon related uh shirts and glasses and stuff they're really cool but i got a couple bourbon designs up my sleeve for the wearing funny website i got uh i'm gonna have sam try to create a couple things for us we have some t-shirts for the podcast that we sell on a wearingfunny.com and uh, uh i got a couple fun bourbon ones up my sleeve all right so wearing funny. i'll let you yep i'll let you know when that when that goes live but uh all right so at Keiko's, I mentioned Keiko's uh, party store, Keiko's Market uh, over here in the Metro Detroit area. And um, follow him on the Facebook and we're friends and I, I, I buy way too much stuff there. And, and he posted uh, about a, a bottle and I was like, I was going to do that for this tasting, but uh, I'm going to save this when Matthew and I can hang out and we'll taste it together. We'll crack it and we'll taste it together. But I'm just going to tease you about what's in this bottle. Cause I think it's pretty okay. interesting. And if everybody's in Metro Detroit, um, they could do this. There's a classic bottle. Um, they released this, a uh, single barrel. Um, it's like the Porsche re-releasing a nine 11. Um, <laughs> Got it. It's it's uh, a smooth ambler is re released is reissued um old scout bourbon. Uh, do you guys know? So do you know about the uh, old scout? Are you guys familiar with uh, old scout? Well, a buddy of mine, that's his favorite, and he stops when he drives through West Virginia and picks up a bottle, and he grabbed an eleven year for me. Oh. So this guy is five years old, uh, and this is a, a hand selected by by Joe uh, and the Keiko's for Keiko's market. Uh, so it's only uh, available there. Um, it's a, a single barrel and it's, it's, it's coming in at, uh, 50, 56.8%. Uh, so that's what hundred and something proof. Don't yeah. make me do math. It was my impression. There would be no math. <laughs> All right. So it is, it's a percent. So buck 16. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you, you're the math guy, Matt. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, hi. <laughs> well, what did he tell you about that bottle? All right. So it's, uh, it's a single barrel. It's a, it's filled. It's cast strength, uh, coming in cast strength. It's uh, non-chilled filtered. 
Uh, it's the original Old Scout recipe. So they're going back to the original Old Scout recipe. Uh, and they, they aged for five years. That was the original deal with Old Scout. So it's back to the original age. Um, it's sourced. The, the juices are sourced uh, through MGP. Um, but it's the, it, this is the first and only Smooth Ambler release in 2020 in Michigan. So this is the only store pick, the only uh, Smooth Ambler uh, release in Michigan, uh, special release for Michigan for 2020. Uh, so Keiko's Market is the, the place to get it. It's a high rye recipe. Um, so it's classic. Let me see if it tells what the mash bill is. He did not put the mash bill on his posting and he did not put it on the bottle. Uh, so I'm gonna, we're going to have to pull in Joe and before we crack this open, uh, but it's high, it's a higher rye content. Um, so there you go. So that's, uh, something we're looking forward to, to doing. It's kind of celebrating national bourbon day, teasing you with one of those. All right. Thank you. Good. You? Be, curious to hear, be curious to hear what you think of it when you do open it. Yeah. yeah I'm torn. Well, I'm already into this one and I might have to drive my mom home so I can't do more than one. <laughs> Very responsible, Mr. <laughs> we can't mom will drive. It's, uh, <laughs> she'll tuck me in for a nap when we get there. <laughs> that would be a good thing. Oh, my gosh. So, actually, I was just looking up a little bit about National Bourbon Day. And mm-hmm. we had talked about, a little about you know, Elijah Craig earlier. And um, I was just reading, reading this in regard, and it was on uh, nationaltoday.com. And they were talking about... Um, Elijah Craig and Elijah Craig thinks you know he, he was a big piece of the entire bourbon puzzle so in the late 1780s uh, Elijah Craig was using old fish barrels to store his spirits right and but not surprisingly of course fish flavored wood did not really enhance the whiskey's taste all I was that well. say. <laughs> it really doesn't so what he did is that he started purifying the white oak barrels by charring them instead and then he'd stamp the barrels with, you know, the county of origin that they're from. In this case, it was Bourbon County. And they would put them on a, on a small boat and they'd go down the river for a three-month, uh, three-month, like a three-month little uh, trip there. But during that three months, the charred oak and the three-month travel time combined to mellow the whiskey and give it a smooth oaky flavor. All of that. So that's how Elijah Craig really came to be is, you know, from fish barrels. But yeah, hard. <laughs> yeah. So. no, and it's it's because uh, it, it went in clear, mm-hmm. and then they got it downriver, and they were opening it up, and they're yeah. like, oh, "We wrecked it." Yeah, right, like, right. it's not clear. We <laughs> broke it. it. To, it went from Kentucky down to New Orleans. Uh, that was well, that was why it took so long. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best fumbles ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what do you do on National Bourbon Day? Well, you mix up a cocktail with your bourbon, or like we all did today. It's like we all did it neat. Uh, either with some ice, uh, you know, everyone's different in that regard, um, you know, and then have a tasting, you know, invite friends over uh, and do a tasting or what have you. So, you know, celebrate National Bourbon Day. Celebrate your friends. So, yes, and again, celebrate. you guys, we appreciate uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Boys coming in uh, and saying, hey, we like, uh, we like saying hi. So, yeah. um, having us. Yeah. appreciate it. We're, we're itching to, to, to make a little summer trip. So, uh, we'll come down and, and have some fun. We're looking to hanging out in person. Well, uh, just just so you have a little bit of uh, background for that, you know, of course, with the virus, everything's opening up slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh, a handful, and I mean a handful, are opening up in June. Buffalo Trace is supposed to open on July 1st. 
uh, Woodford is opening on August 1st. Huh. Wow. Okay. And then a lot of them we still don't have any information from yet. So uh, we don't know who's going to be open when exactly. And with the ones that are opening, most of them are saying things like, you know, all of the, you know, PPE stuff and uh, masks and and so on. And But um, they're also limiting the size of the tour groups mm-hmm. and the number of tours they offer during the day. Right. So they have to have about one-third capacity inside their buildings at any – the most so they're you know when buffalo trace will have a saturday with 2500 people come through um and that building has been expanded and we haven't seen it yet uh during all this they took the visitor center and blew it apparently out to the back where their bottom line used to be and, it, and so it's supposed to be a lot bigger but uh even then the capacity is still going to be limited so you know, it's going to be a bit before they're back up to what they used to do. Right. Uh, we just don't know how long that's going to take. But right. uh, if people get in the car and drive to Kentucky, uh, they're going to have a really challenging time finding things that are open, um, especially the ones they want. And so mm-hmm. you want to check before you make that trip. And, right. you know, yeah, call us um, before you do it. Yeah. yeah, call us, look at the websites. Uh, and see what the availability is, but it's just really limited at first here, especially. Well, that makes you guys even just a little bit more valuable because you have the inside track of what's open, what's not, how to get from one to the next quickly and efficiently because they're not like next door to each other, you know. No. So, yeah. You with country roads that with no shoulder and you're drinking bourbon and then driving those unfamiliar, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, leave the driving to us. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Tim and right. Laura, cannot thank you enough for the camaraderie tonight uh, and uh, just celebrating and, you know, sharing, sharing a, a dram with you guys. And, you know, I, you know, I got you guys in my thoughts all the time when I was, things start to open back up and people are starting to call and, start, and schedule their tours. You know, I'm just, I'm very excited for you guys as we start to uh, open back up. So yeah, thank you. Folks, so thank you. We appreciate that. You always like talking bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Right on, right on. All right. All right. So thanks for hanging out. Happy National Bourbon Day and cheers. Cheers.